This is a Podfire production. This podcast may have explicit themes and swearing and may not be suitable for children. The world is full of amazing people and once a week I get the opportunity to interview one of them. My name is Brett McCallum and this is Awesome Humans. Sometimes people come into your life for a season. Sometimes people come into your life for a reason. Today's Awesome Human come into my life for a reason and we're still working out what that is but at the same time he's become family he's become a brother he's become a business partner and at the same time he's become one of my awesome humans so today on the podcast we have Robert Verhove uh the great man how are you brother g'day Brett how are you mate I'm super uh, I know you haven't listened to one of my podcasts so other than disappointed I'm not well, I, actually just a bit angry. I, I said I hadn't listened but I've listened to a bit of a couple a bit of a couple. Yeah. Let's go there. On the drive up to Brisbane. Okay, fair call. Yeah. Fair call. Mate, well, this is all about you. The whole idea of Awesome Humans is to find out who people are, what they do, where they come from, and all that sort of stuff. And we haven't done one for a little while, so I'm very, very excited that uh, you're first man in Series 3. I'm a little bit nervous, but that sounds cool. Mate, but the thing is, that, uh, don't be nervous, because it's about you. It's all, it's all good. What I love to do with this podcast is start at the very beginning. So my question is, what's your first ever memory? My first ever memory. My first ever, ever memory is going to a football game. You won't be surprised by how, that. Um, how old were you? I was about five. Yeah. And I screamed that I wanted to go home at halftime in the reserves. Why? Because it was too loud. Oh, really? Yeah. Where was that at? Um, at the Western Oval. Yeah. And um, so it was Footscray versus Richmond. I still remember it. Vividly. So do you actually remember like the game? Or I remember you... the game vividly. Yeah. Really? So Who were you there with? With my dad. Yeah. So um, which was you know pretty important to me. My dad worked really hard and. Just getting away on a Saturday afternoon for the football was something that wasn't easy for him. So for him to make that effort was big. And at the age of five, you knew that? Um, no, I didn't. But now it's but become now more important. Do. Yeah, it's become more important over the years. Yeah, definitely. So where were you born? Uh, born in Melbourne, Sunshine Hospital. Yeah. And uh, where'd you grow up? In the western suburbs of Melbourne in a place called Deer Park. Deer Park. So yeah. where first school? First school was St. Peter Chanel Primary School. So... Catholic, Catholic Christian? school, yeah, yep. Catholic school. So were you brought up like, as a Catholic? Um, were mum and dad devotes or anything like that? No, not really. Um, it was just the best school in the area. Okay. Um, but my mum's side of the family were Catholic. My yep. grandparents were, you know, went to church every week and uh-huh. all the rest of it. And I guess I was instilled with those morals, if that's a way to put it. Beliefs or morals? Beliefs. Oh, you know, no, not beliefs. <coughs> not beliefs, because one of the beliefs I have is that and this is definitely the way my mum looked at it as well, was yeah. you don't have to go to church to be a good person. Yep. You just need to live the, the morals of what a good person would do. You know, and that's, Mate, that, that's, that's my philosophy in life with my kids, is the fact that I, if you, I'm not even an atheist because I just don't give a shit. But at the same time, um, I want my kids to become good human beings. And if it's that they've got to go to a Christian school to do that, because that's where they teach them beliefs and how to be a good person, then good on them. That's exactly right. And, you know, the, sc- the school I went to is... By far, the, you know, it was the only private school in the area, so mum was very keen for me to go there. And it was also the closest school, which made it easy as well. So what mum and dad do? Um, dad, my dad is like a jack of all trades. Okay. So he moved to Australia, I think he was about 15. How do I say your surname? Verhove. It is Verhove. Well, the Dutch will say Verhoeven. Verhoeven? Yeah. So I'm pretty close when I say Verhoeven. Yeah, you, you, yeah, I'm very close. Well, yeah. I mean, who has <laughs> who has multiple E's in their surname? Oh, no, it's, so it's awesome. Three E's. It's just so it's silly. actually Verhoeven. Verhoeven is the way we say it here. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Dad came over in the early 60s and uh, he went straight into the workforce. So was he, how old was he then? He was about 15, I think he was. Okay, yeah. Yep. So he went and got an apprenticeship as a carpenter. Yeah. And that was his first job. And did he come over with his parents or on yeah. his own? or how that all family. Work? Yeah, okay. So, he came over with his family from Holland. Um, and so like so a 20-pound pom back in the day. Yeah. yeah okay. And we still call him the clogwog today because um, <laughs> he still has a little bit of an accent all these years later. Yeah. Um, Isn't it amazing that they never lost it? No. And then uh, mum came over Yeah. at around about the same time. Yeah, really? From Holland as well. So mum's from Holland too. Yep. Yeah. And, um, but she had no accent as, at all because we think it's because she went to school in the Australian system. So as a kid, you talk like the people around you. So was mum much younger than dad? I think mum was about 12 or 13 when she came here. So she went to school and okay. finished her schooling here where dad just went and got a job. Yeah. So he started as a carpenter and then decided um, that carpentry was something that was cool, but he found technology and uh, taught himself how to be a TV technician and did that wow. for many years until that until people threw away TVs, it broke. Yep. And um, then he ended up um, 
with uh, toll roads. You know, the okay. mach- you know the machines you throw your money yeah, in yeah. back in the day? Yeah, so that's what he was working for a company that made those. And I don't know who was doing the technology behind that, which was pretty cool. So back when you were in primary school, yep. he was doing what? He was a TV tech. TV tech. Yep. So were you like the cool kid because your old man was in tech? Um, no, not really. I was the I let him down because I didn't know how to make my own radio. That's all he ever wanted me to do. <laughs> do you remember those things where you go to Dick Smith? Oh, not Dick Smith. No, it was um, Tandy. Tandy. Tandy Electronics, that's right. And you'd build your own wireless. Yeah. And he, that's all he wanted me to do, and I had no interest in it at all. <laughs> so my old man was a um, master builder, like a carpenter yep. as well. And the fact that I was useless at it, I think disappointed him more yeah. than anything. Oh, my father is. <laughs> Some of the shit they make. Yeah. Oh, you look at that now and yep. go, wow, that would be worth a fortune just from the way that they made it. It's insane. That's right, yeah. And our house was full of um, half-working TVs, so <laughs> we'd have all these TVs. But you would have been the cool kid, though, because you had TV. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like we've got, we got lots of them. <laughs> TVs and videos, video players. We loved the video players in our house. Um, Were you VHS or Betamax? Oh, or v- both? VHS, but, you know, whatever, whatever. whatever broke down, the dad fixed. <laughs> so we'll just test it. Yeah. We'll watch that video. Yeah. Do you remember the first ever VHS you watched? Um, or know, one I you had on replay all the time? I think it might have been BMX Bandits or something oh, like that. Oh, back with Nicole yeah, Kidman. Yeah. See, mine was uh, Police Academy 1. <laughs> and I remember we watched it something like 15 times I over, have been a, then. over a weekend. Now, we weren't ever at my auntie's house oh, and yeah. they were rich, so they yeah. got all this really cool shit and yeah. we didn't. And uh, I remember by the end of it, like I still know now, can't park here, mister. <laughs> it's like, you know, they end up knowing the words to the whole show. These kids today, eh? They're just... Oh, they got no they idea. they got no idea. You know, we're, we're remaking Beverly Hills Cop, I heard today. Like, really? Come on, let's just make With something who? new. Eddie Murphy, apparently. Oh. Because Coming to America 2 works so well for him. Yeah, exactly. That so. went straight to Amazon, didn't it? <laughs> or something like that. Something like that. Okay, so we're, what's the school called? St. Peter Chanel. And were you, a, were you a good kid, bad kid, nerd, jerk, jock? Um, what were you? Sporty? I, was, I loved my sport. I always loved my sport and still do. Um, I was pretty quiet. Um, kept to myself. Were you smart? Uh, I did really well. Yeah, yeah. I did really well in school. Naturally, or did you have to try hard? No, I never tried. Just try naturally. Yeah. 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 So, I loved numbers and maths and all okay. that kind of stuff. So, um, I used to love all that kind of stuff. But at school, yeah, I that wouldn't have been cool, though, would it? No, not at all. <laughs> so, were the other kids? Were Were you part of those cool kids, or no, no, you were on the bit on the outside? That was well and truly on the outside. Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. So, did you get bullied? I, in the day, I probably. Didn't recognise it as such, but yeah. yeah, there was an element of that, you know, and um, yeah, it was it was a different. Back then, yeah. I don't think the bullies knew they were bullying you either. No, because no. a lot of this stuff's obviously learnt behaviour. Yeah, of course, and that's what their parents did to them. And like, your dad gets home from work, has sixteen schooners, and then starts fucking yelling and screaming at you. Yeah. So then the learnt behaviour is that you yell and scream at kids that are smaller than you or whatever at school. It's um, yeah, it was different back in those days. It was absolutely it? different, and. Growing up in the western suburbs of Melbourne, it's such a diverse. Um, so what what culture was there? Like, because I know Melbourne's very uh, what cultural Greek, what, Italian, yeah, Holland, lot, all that sort of a stuff. A lot of Maltese. Okay. Um, in in the western suburbs, when well, definitely in the school that I went to had a lot yeah. of Maltese, Italians, um, and as I got older, it was um, the Croatians and the Yugoslavs. It was a big. And were you were you seen as the Dutch boy? No, when, not at all. For a little while at high school, they used to call me Skippy. Skippy, because you're the Aussie. I was the most Australian <laughs> kid there, I guess. Um, I had the blonde hair and loved football and cricket. So, um, what uh, what high school did you go to? I went to I went to an interesting high school, which was a hybrid, really, from grade seven to ten. It was all in the same in the same area as the primary school. No, no, no. In oh, the, okay. Yeah, so seven yeah. to ten was um, St John's College, and it was an all boys school. Yep. And then, for some bizarre reason, someone thought it'd be a good idea for grade eleven and twelve on the same campus. To bring the girls in. <laughs> so, um, Those are your 10 boys must oh, love we were, that. We used to hang out the window just staring <laughs> at the, as they walked past. So, um, yeah, that was um, so that was St. John's and then I went to Chisholm College. And so back then, because we we're very similar ages, yep. that was obviously the high school certificate in New South yep. Wales. So the same in, in Victoria? V- VCE. Okay. Like that, yeah, I think and how'd you go on that? Um, you know what? I were you pleased? Well, yeah, I was pleased. I, I got to do what I wanted to do after that. So. Okay. So, um, then, so was your aim when you were young, what, to play footy, play cricket, or go to university? Um, I was going to play cricket. You were? You were yeah. a cricketer? Cricket or golf. Or golf? Yeah. Were you good at golf? Yeah, I was really good at golf. Um, what did you get down to? I got down to six. Six? So That's great at golf. Yeah, I was... I was used you to could be on the live tour. 
I could be on the live tour. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'd accept $140 million. Oh, why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> 80% up front. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's crazy money. Yeah. But, um, no, I loved golf. Um, I think it was because I used to... So our school was so small in area size yeah. that they couldn't fit all the students in. So what they ended up doing was they said, okay, from 7 till 12, half you come, and from 1 till 6, really? half come. So for most kids, that meant studying in that other time. For Rob, it meant there was a golf course. holes? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So if we had an afternoon school, I was at the golf course by 7 playing golf. Um, but for me, it was really about um, that ability to, to find somewhere where I could just go and do something on my own. So where'd the love of that sport come from, Dad? From golf. Mom? Oh, my dad is the worst sportsman in the history of sport. So where'd the love come from? I have no idea. Just it was there. I th- a lot of it's a lot of it. What what started me with with cricket was the numbers behind it. Okay, I loved it. Yeah, and yeah. I started watching the game, and then I started playing and the stats and all stats that stats and all stuff. that kind of stuff. I was mum always used to laugh that um, probably from the age of five, six, I would sit there and I would. Um, Score! I can see score you doing this, <laughs> and I'd be laying on the on the um, on the carpet in the lounge room, just watching cricket for hours and hours on end. <laughs> I so. still remember when I was a kid, me and a mate of mine up the road, we used to commentate the cricket, and uh, he had this stupid thing where he turned into a cat. It was kitty cat cricket, and yeah. so all all the names of the um, players and everything back then, Alan Border and all those guys, had these random names. So we used to sit there for hours commentating the cricket. Did he um, invent that Ricky Ponting cricket? Remember uh, that game? Oh, that, that was a great for, game. Yeah. Love that, love that. But it was funny because you look back now and you look what we used to do as kids and like what our kids do and and uh, the youngsters today, and it's really really interesting. Because I was never inside. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, they're all in there playing. My kids don't go inside very often because they're out playing basketball or yeah. whatever. But most kids now on their video games, no, I suppose we didn't have them back then, so... My next door neighbour had know. Pong. Pong. Oh, man. How good was Pong? I don't know, but I mean, I, all of a sudden... Commodore 64 back No, this was the way before then, even. Oh, this really? Was, I don't even know what it was. It was like the... and Mega 500, probably. I mean, hopefully they'll never hear this. Hopefully they do, but I never <laughs> liked them the until neighbor. they got Pong. Oh, really? Then, <laughs> like, it was like... I'm what nationality were they? Um, I think they were Croatian or Yugoslavian. Because I grew up next, and the kid's name was Wolf. Yep. And like, who the fuck's Wolf? Like, what's this all about? Yeah. And then they were German, obviously. Yep. And Wolf Seidel, his name was one of these these days. But the big thing there is that yeah, they did. They had a big screen TV, and it was oh. like it was probably only was 15. it one of those projector things. No, or? it was probably only fifteen inches or something. Oh, yeah, but yeah. the thing is, it was a big screen. Like we used to watch in mum and dad's bedroom. It was about ten inch little telly, yep. and it was like, wow, I'm going to Wolf's house to watch the big telly. Oh wow. <laughs> That sounds like the. Um, did you ever um, when you, you talked about Commodore sixty four? Yeah, did yeah. You ever Buy the magazine so you could write in the code. Yeah, yeah, hundred oh, percent. Man, yeah, that was the best, and you could actually make your name go. Across the screen. I don't remember my parents arguing very much, except when Mum would be reading out the code that Dad had to type in, and then she'd get confused somewhere, and Dad would lose it. Oh, really? So cranky, and he goes, "You know, you just ruined the whole thing." And I was like. Like us kids would run away because we, we were always scared of dad for some yep. bizarre reason. Yeah, um, well, that was that's yeah. what it was back then, though, wasn't yeah. it? It was like you look at them now. Like obviously, my father's passed away, but you look at them now and they're frail little old people, and you go, "How the fuck was I ever scared of you?" Yeah, exactly. And, but I'll tell you, if they raise you know their what? voice at you now, you'd sit there and go, "I'm fucking I'm, still scared." Oh, of no, you. I am still scared <laughs> of him. Um, and um, but yeah, in those days, uh, that was you know, the way it was. So, what mum do? Mum looked after us. How many of his? Uh, two of us, me and my younger sister, Linda. Um, she looked after us. How much younger is Linda? Um, I don't know. A couple of years. Something you don't know. Something like that, a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. You lost your memory. Um, no. Did you just get on as kids or did you fight and argue? I think we I think we fought and argue like most brother and sister would, but yeah. not to an extent where it was It was never a problem. When anyone comes near your sister, you're going to take them out? No. Nah. Not like that? No. You weren't protective? I've never, never been in a fight or an argument with anyone in my life. Really? Never thrown a punch. Only nearly last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another <laughs> I must be getting old and cranky. But so with your sister, like you got on well as brother and sister and... We're okay. Oh, she, she's a little different to me. Yep. Actually, she's a lot different to me. Mm. Um, whatever I do, she does the opposite. Yep. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, it must be hard at being the little one of the two too. As well. I was the little one. Yeah, I'm not yeah. surprised. And it's... Um, no, it's very, very... The same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Like whatever he did, I didn't do. Yeah. Or vice versa. My sister, to this day, I still say she's the smartest person I've ever come across. Who really? Who was thick as dogs. Oh, man, that's my she's, daughter. She's smartest, so, dumbest human on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> so my sister could have done anything. Like, I um, like, oh, I did really well at school. I, 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, I was never that top student. Yeah. My sister was the top student. Oh, okay. Um, Did she try? I was she a know. studier? I don't think so. Okay. She um, was just smart too. Yeah, my sister was... Um, Your parents bred them well. Yeah, she something was right. Um, my sister was, I think, the first uh, female to be accepted into aerospace engineering at QUT. Fuck me. Yeah, so... Excuse me. That was that's impressive. Yeah, it was. And um, I remember talking to her when she was offered that place and I just knew it wasn't for her. Oh, okay. Um, but... Did she? No, she didn't. And of course... So we're... So you were Debbie Downer because you were yeah, saying it's exactly. not for you and, and all that sort of shit. And I always, you know, I always saw my sister and she, she loved engineering and she wanted to do that. So yeah. that's where that engineering thing came. And um, it's funny, hey, I wish I could have had my time back because this is 1990 and we talked at the time. I said, you've got to get into environmental engineering. This yep. is the future. And 30 years later, I mean, it's... That's it's the future. It is the thing. Um, but she went in the, down the aerospace engineering thing. She she was flying helicopters. Did she finish it? No, unfortunately not. And that's where, you know... it. That's where sometimes I just wanted to shake her at the time yeah. because it was like, you, know, you could have been anything and now you're working at Harvey Norman. But then that's where I started to realise that she was happy. That's all that matters. So mate. why, you know. So true. Don't do it for someone else. Do it for yourself. Yeah. So you finished high school. You yep. got you got your uh, certificate and yep. you're done. Did you go to uni? Yes. What university? I went to, so this is where we moved. We moved to Queensland. Okay. In that summer. So mum and dad moved? Yep. Yep. So they moved and I had the option of staying in Melbourne and going to Melbourne Uni. Or coming up to Queensland, it was like, and you know. So, did you have a group of mates, or you were, you were very much a loner? Yeah, yeah. I had some, I had some good friends. Yeah, you know, but they weren't. You weren't like was, besties. No, I was, I was a loner in that yep. respect, and um, I guess it's too. You know, you know, you talked before about bullying. Whether it was bullying or not, I don't know. But it, I was always, I didn't feel confident enough in myself to, yep. to be that person to stand up for myself ever. So it was an easy decision because it was cheaper as well to come up to Queensland. Okay. And what um, uni? So, so um, the problem was that Queensland university acceptances were done before the Victorian results were published. Oh, so okay. I actually got I actually missed out, and um, I went to there was a uni's now QUT, but they they used to have a campus. It was a a place called because it was QIT at the day, yep. Queensland Institute of Technology, and then there was this place called the Brisbane Advanced uh, Brisbane College of Advanced Education. Uh-huh. And I'd worked out that they were going to merge with QIT and become QUT. So I went and talked my way into the um, the business degree there. Yeah. Asked the guy. The guy said to me, "He goes, look, all right, we'll we'll put you in." I said, "When does it start?" He said, "Well, tomorrow morning." So nice. Um, that's I ended up. So you didn't have time to think about it. Just no, get stuck it was in. Just get stuck into it. And it was pretty cool, and that's where I met friends that you know are still my friends today, and yeah. will be forever. So uni was the place where you sort of became yourself. Or you could be yourself. I could be myself. I feel you think that's because you moved away from Melbourne? I think so. Yeah. And but I'd go back tomorrow. I love Melbourne. It's oh, no, Melbourne, I get that. But it was just that I was out of my own and kind yep. of, I almost had a chance to reset. Yeah, well, no one knew you. You could actually go and be a long-haired rock star. You could, no one knew who you were. You yeah, know what I mean? You can do what you want. That's a really good opportunity. And I think I really encourage people to actually go and do something different. Like we moved to the UK. And we were supposed to be there six months. We had nine and a half years and come up with two kids. But the big thing there is that's because... We um because we decided let's go and try something different. Yeah. We rocked up there. No one knew who we were. No one knew what we knew and what we didn't. And then we just worked our way forward. Yeah. That's that's like you coming to to Queensland. It's like, well, I'm new yeah. Rob now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, got to meet those guys at university, and um, you know, they're still yeah, they are my friends now. That's awesome, I think. And so you go from university, and you finished. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean, kind of? Well, I finished. Yes, you got your certificate. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. your degree. Yep. And so was that a bachelor's degree in business? Bachelor in business. Yeah. And then you went. What the fuck am I going to do now? No. Okay. No, because I got halfway through my degree and found out what I was going to do. Did you know what you wanted to do when you yeah, started your degree? I was seven years old and I was going to either be a park ranger, yeah, or a um, bank manager. Do you know what's funny? You're the only other per- ever person that I that I know that did this, right? I always wanted to be the bloke. Always, always knew in my head somewhere I wanted to just do my initials. <laughs> That's the bank. Hey, but like I always, I always had this picture in my head that I had this job where I just did my initials all yep. the time, right? And in the bank, that's all you ever fucking do is write your initials, right? Because you sign off on stuff. And I remember when I, and we'll go there shortly, but when I first started in the bank and I was sitting there doing initials, all these flashbacks just started in my head going, this is where I'm meant to be. Yep. It was really bizarre. Well, I was seven when I told mum that I was going to work at the bank. Do you know why? Why? I love the calculator the bank manager had. 
Really? Yep. So we'd go into the bank and the bank manager would let me go into his office and I'd sit there and there was this calculator and I thought I was king of the world. <laughs> and um, He let you play. Did it come out with like the little ribbon thing? <laughs> No, it wasn't like that. It was, oh, it was no, a storm it was a real, no, it was a real cool one, from what oh, I can remember. There you go. But yeah, I still remember that bank today, you know. And so you were halfway through your degree. Yep. You knew what you wanted to do, so what did you do? Well, I actually didn't know. I was working for Pizza Hut, delivering pizzas, as, okay, as, as we do. people do. And um, I, there was an order, and you used to get paid a dollar per delivery, right? Yeah, that's right. So this And a free was, pizza when you left that night. Well, or you or, just stole one. Or just as you're going along, yeah, yeah. garlic bread or two. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was this delivery for the bank across the road, and I thought it's a dollar, and I just have to go there. So <laughs> I'm taking that one. So I took it across there, and um, the girl who opened the door was for some staff function that night, and um, I don't know how we even started talking. How old do you reckon you were then? I was twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one. Yeah. So what are you in year second or third year of uni? Year, yeah. So yeah, she said she said something. And I said, well, she goes, oh, how did you get that job? And I told her, and she goes, oh, I want an extra job. So. She ended up coming to work at Pizza Hut. Yeah. And I trained her there. But then she said, why the hell are you working at Pizza Hut? If you want to work in a bank, why don't you start working in the bank now? And um, was that a nab that you went to? Yeah. 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 So um, the irony was she quit working at Pizza Hut after two shifts. So I was obviously very good at training. <laughs> and um, The master but, pizza trainer. Yeah. And then I went to the bank and I remember it was down on the Gold Coast and I was up in Brizzy. And I was like, shit, how am I going to get there? So I caught a bus and did the rest of it. Got down there. Um and I got back and there was a letter in the mail <laughs> saying, thanks for your interest in the job, but we don't have one. I went, what the hell? You'd already started. No, I'd already had the, I had an interview that day. <laughs> and um, I really should have seen <laughs> the writing on the wall about how... How, how that was going to work. How that was going to work. But yeah. Um, so you got the job. Yeah. Do you remember when you first got the job and you went, oh shit, what am I going to wear to work tomorrow? Yeah, and then hell you yeah. go... Had and to go buy a tie. Yeah, but then they send you this catalogue of NAB clothes. Yep. And it's quite funny because... I started in the bank when I was 19, I think I was, uh, 18. I think, yeah, we were around 18 anyway. And I remember I got this catalogue and I took it home to mum and go, what do I do here? And she goes, yeah, you pick what you want to wear. Want, yeah. And there was like different striped shirts, there was this. And so I picked all this stuff and the company was about three and a half grand. I went, no, fuck that. I bought one shirt, one pair of pants. <laughs> Actually, two shirts because mum would wash one one night yep. and I'd wear the new one the next day. And two separate ties. That's it. And then That's as you, you needed. as you went on, it sort of you started accumulating more clothes. And then you get all those bank uniforms and you just yeah. look at your thing and go, holy shit. I reckon when, <laughs> I, when I finished in the bank, I reckon I had about 15 different bank ties still Tie, yeah. out there. Yeah. And in fact, one of my jobs one year, I knew a girl who was working in head office and she sent me a message saying, we need you in a head office for a week. And I went, what for? She goes, just come. She goes, it'll be fun. And it was to approve the next lot of... Clothes. Clothes. Oh, wow. So there's this room, and I'll never forget it. There was like about 10 of us around the room. I was the only guy. Was that in Melbourne? And Brizzy. Okay. I was the only guy in this room. <laughs> right? And I'm looking. Oh, I hope Jen never hears this. Because they'd say, what do you think of that? And I would just go, oh, she looks nice. <laughs> so I wasn't looking at the clothes. I was just. I was She's 20, hot. Yeah, I was like 23, and oh, she doesn't look too bad. And I ticked that box, and I went, oh, shit, I don't know what she was wearing. But anyway. <laughs> So um, what was your first ever job in the bank? Um. I was, my job was, I was a teller and my job was. So your was first job was teller, you didn't have to do the back office with no, the checks. No, because I started just after the, um, they'd got rid of those batch things. Batch yeah. machines? Yeah. So I was Thank there God. before you. Yeah. Because I was a but batch you, machine you operator. You much younger than you started. Yeah, I was, yeah, and I never went to university, yeah. so I did for a day. I had to balance the stamps, like the physical <laughs> Australia Post stamps. That was my job, was to make sure that as many stamps as we said were in there, and every day you had to sign <laughs> off, I had to initial. You did, initial. You initial. And in Queensland, we also had to, people that had a checkbook had to pay stamp duty on every check. Oh, wow. So one of my jobs was to go around to the post office, stand in the queue for God knows how long, yep. buy $20 worth of these 10 cent stamp duty stamps. And when you <laughs> give a checkbook out to someone, you have to give them the stamps. Lick the stamp. Stamp it, it on. on. I remember check. doing that. Oh, yuck. <laughs> what a job. It's great. So you, were, so you started working in the bank when you were still at uni? Yeah. So were you on uni at night or you just yeah, having... Yeah, I just did it at night. For the, so my last year, I took over two years, like did it over two over years. Over two years, yeah. And just did it that way. And then, so what was your first branch? Um, I went to Cleveland first. In okay. Bris in the as Redlands, a teller? As a teller. That was where I was a trainee. So were you like number four teller or something like that? Uh, number nine, I think. Nine, yeah. So big, big Cleveland branch. was massive because the, they had Stradbroke Island and all the other islands. Oh, okay. So they had a lot of tellers there. And then I went to Garden City. Um, which was an interesting place to go and work. Cause it was Do you remember balancing up every night? What <laughs> yeah. a pain in the ass that was. And, and you're out by 72 cents. So yeah, we'll see. 72 cents. 
So you're in the unders and overs days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we didn't have the unders and overs. By the time I started, they had a $10 variant. Oh, no, it used to take us hours to get that shit done. Well, I, what about the unders and overs, though? Like, fair income. I heard the stories about that. Mate, if you were two bucks ridiculous. over, it got put to the side. Yeah. And if you were two bucks under, you found that $2. I remember my um, number one teller when I first started. Great lady. Julie Gorman, the name was. There you go. And uh, she were, I was a batch operator, right? Yeah. And then the accountant, they were called, which was like a 2IC, I suppose. Yeah, that was the guy who had control of the gun. The gun that, yes, he did. Yeah. And he also had the... Um, he was like the the loans guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was like... He usually sat there and did nothing. Exactly. Yeah. He sat at the end of where and watched yes. the tellers. Yeah, yeah, that was him. He was the accountant. Bob Dan. There you go. I hope Bob's around still because he was an absolute legend of a well, guy. Well, my guy was an asshole, right? Oh, no. And he was the most... Um, he was he was a, a sexist pig, right? And what happened was... were in those days. I'm like an 18-year-old kid, yep. yeah? Puts me up on the tellers and puts the teller back to the batch machine. Yep. Because she was a woman. She'd been in the bank for 10 years. I'd been in the bank for like an hour. Yeah. And so I become number number two teller. Straight off. Yeah. Oh, I'd been done the batch good. for a while, right? And then what happened was he moved me to number one teller because he got the shits with the head number chick one, that was yeah. doing it. I was 18 years old as a number one teller. I had no yeah. fucking idea. I was, I was going to Jules, what do I do? Like, and she just hated him because the only reason was because she was a woman. That's right. That's and how I remember, it was. But there's so many people like that. What did you used to call your manager? Boss. Boss. <laughs> Have you, you've, we do work together, like, just, we do, and, um, what do you call me every now and then, boss? Yeah, just to annoy you. It makes me laugh. Well, I get, I, I swore that, um, because I wanted to be a branch manager. Yeah. And I swore to myself that if I ever became a branch manager, I would outlaw that word. Yep. Love and it. And I did. Did you? Uh, if anyone called me boss, I'd. Kick him up the ass. Oh, it gets so cranky. Because it was funny because I remember um, he was an older digger and he had glasses and he just made all these decisions. And back then, like, it's not like it is nowadays. And it was always boss. Probably don't even know his name. Like, he was boss, right? And then I remember there was this um, couple always used to come in, always 100 grand overdrawn, right? <laughs> you used to have to go down. If they want to cash his check for 60, yep, done. Yep. Like, no matter, and you always knew it was yes, because right? Because the boss would say so. Because the boss says so. And yep. as long as you got the boss's, like, initials on it, you yep. were done. No problem in the world. And he didn't ever look to fucking initial debt. Yep. They're good. They're good for it. They're good for it. The, <laughs> it first, like the first real branch I ever worked at. Sadly, closes in two weeks, which oh. I'm really disappointed about. Are you going to go for the closing ceremony? I might drop drop by, I think, because I got a letter in the mail because if you have an account that's got that, that was over that branch, yeah, they send you a letter when the branch is closing. I oh, got this letter sad. in the mail the other week and I was really sad. It's out at Wynnum. And anyone who knows Wynnum, it's a, it's a unique kind of area. People are very local. Yep. And um, the fir- that was my first real branch with a real job, if you want to put it that way. Excuse the sneeze. And I was allowed to do loans. The yeah. first person I ever saw there was my sister's boyfriend's parents. <laughs> and did you have a loan squ- from? No, they were they were in trouble with the oh. loans. And I was like, oh. But in that branch, it was it was awesome. There was three blokes, and we all had the same name. Robert Vove. No, no, Rob. Oh, there but, you So whoever authorised it was, was Rob. Say, That's awesome. It was Rob. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So and um, the the manager of the time, he was the guy who taught me how to love doing that job. Yeah, he was just a, just a wonderful fella, and I'd had a couple of managers. Was his name Rob? Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, um, but I remember um, we'd been working together for about three months and um, he came into my office and he sat down and he goes, Rob, you know I don't like being here all the time. And he, he Bob loved boats. Yep. And we were at Wynnum, right? So he's right he in knows his boats. element. He's in his element. The other Bob was the president of the Trailer Boat Club. Okay. The manager Bob just loved boats. Yeah. And he said, I might disappear from time to time. <laughs> I said, all right. I need you to learn how to do my initials. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, I can still do his autograph oh, really? better than my own. So, <laughs> I love it. Um, and that's the way the bank was running those days. Maybe it was, and shit got done. Like, you're looking now how hard 100%. it is to open a bank account. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Whereas Even in the year that I've since I've left the bank, you know, I went back into the branch for some stuff this week, and it was like, I'm so glad, because they just do not give their staff the opportunity to to shine anymore. No, agree. And um, everyone's a number. Yep. And you, you know, I understand why decisions have to be centralised in a lot of ways. Yep. I've actually been involved in some of the bad things. The centralisation. Yep. Well, no, the bad things I saw that led to the centralisation. Yep. So you understand why they had to do it. But um, you know, when I when I went to Wynnum, I was twenty five, and I was allowed to approve a loan up to a million dollars for a house. Love it. Right, and it was it was a big deal in those days. Yeah, bloody um, hell, especially when, a million bucks back then. Yeah, when I finished. Um, I've been a branch manager by that stage for 15 years and 
I was allowed to approve a $25 overdraft on an account. That was it. <laughs> so that's where wow. that's where it all changed, you know. And But, you know, things got done. Never did we have a loan that was written off because of a bad decision. Yeah, yeah. You, you knew what you were doing. You knew who the people were as well. Yeah. Like, you knew your local community. And the thing about You're bank, part of the local you community. You were a massive part. And I still remember when we used to, like, there was a Westpac um, down the road in the Commonwealth across the road. So I used to just ring Sally and go, uh, we're going to have $2 coins. You got any yet? You yep. walk across, literally take 10, ten grand, grand in, in your cash pocket. in your pocket, yep. walk across, get 10 grand, and just no security, no, no nothing. Just walk, walk back across the road. People don't like, leave their cars unlocked in Wynnum anymore, but we walk down the main street with 10 50 G's. grand. Yeah, no it's drama. unbelievable, isn't yeah, it? It was such a different world and such a cool world. Yeah. But, you know, she, she it changes. It, and it has to. So there's an amazing person that's in your life. Yep. And she's an amazing woman, mate. And she's yep. one of the most patient humans I've ever met in my life. And at the same time, every time I see her, I give her a hug because I absolutely love her. Great, yep. great, great lady. How'd that happen? Oh, Jen. Oh, <laughs> dickhead. No. How'd yeah. that happen? How did that happen? When did you guys first meet? Um, we met through mutual friends. I was umpiring footy at the time. Yep. And um, one of the guys that I umpired with went to school with Jen. And we used to just be at the same place at the same time. Mary Street Nightclub, 20 Cent Drinks. Long we'll live Mary Street. Love a good Street. 20 Cent yeah. Drink night. And um, so, yeah, we're just in the same group of friends. And after a while, we just, I don't know. I asked her out to the movies. Yeah. And we went and saw a movie called, oh, streak. It was with um, Christian Slater. Um, I don't know, some movie with Christian Slater. No. Uh, whatever. And <laughs> He's supposed to remember these things. Yeah, and th- but no, but then afterwards... Simone, so Terminated 2. Two. Okay, oh, I know. He Termin- doesn't. <laughs> Terminated 2 was my first date. Well, Jen said, take me to the theatre. I said, I do. She said, Batman 1, 2 and 3 doesn't, doesn't count. Doesn't count, yeah, no. exactly. Um, I stole that joke. It did, I like I, it, though. I like it. That's good. That was a, I think that's a Boom, Tish, I got one of them. Hang yeah, on. hang on. Beautiful. <laughs> Dennis Leary, thank you. Um, yeah, so we went out, and then she said that... She goes, oh, I don't want to go out with you again. I went, oh, Stuff you, I don't care. Yeah. How old were you at this time? 20, uh, 23. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then um, we were still in the same group of friends. Then after a while, she came to her senses. <laughs> or was she concussed? I'm not quite sure. Anyway, <laughs> bit of both. Yeah, a bit of both. I just kept asking, I think. Yeah. And um, we went out again. And like, she's, um, we're, we're completely different. But that's why you're so perfect, yeah. I reckon. And it just, it, you know, I, I don't. I don't think I've ever gone to bed angry at her. Yeah. Not once, because there's nothing to be angry at. She yeah. just she puts up with your shit. She puts up with me, but <laughs> she supports me. She yeah. um she helps me where, where I need help and um she recognizes when I'm doing things that I shouldn't be doing yep. for my own personal health. And she tells you. And she tells me and she tells me as it is, and um you can't get any more than that out of a, a person that you spend a life with. Mate, the unfiltered love and the unfiltered commentary is the reason why me and my wife are together. Mm. Is is that that's that's what I see with you and your missus. It's yep. like when you're being naughty, she'll tell you straight away. Oh yeah. But she'll also put it in a way that you make the decision. She's not going to make it. Oh, so you go and fucking fix yourself yep. because it's us we're talking about. That's exactly right. So you were together for how long before you uh, dropped on that wig one knee? I don't know. I, it was a few years. Yeah. A few years. and um, because So I, you wined and dined her and made sure it was going to be the right one? No. She, she said yes. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Um, I remember we were at a um, – she used to stop. She's real subtle, right? Yeah. She used to stop in front of jewellery shops, right? <laughs> and I remember I said to her, I said, look, if I buy you a ring, will we stop having to stop at jewellery shops? Shops, And she goes, oh. <coughs> maybe. <but> maybe. <laughs> and, like, that was honestly good enough. Like, yeah, I was yeah. like, I'll, ta- I'll roll the dice. I said, I'll buy it, but it's up to me when I give it to you. She goes, okay. okay. Did okay. she see it? Yeah, yeah. So you were together when you yeah, bought yeah, it? Yeah, we were yeah, together yeah. when we bought it. And um, I hung on to it. How um, long? Probably about six months. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. And um, but the funny thing was, I actually we had this money box that was in her because we never we never lived together until we got married. We were the same. Um, so both at each other's parents' house. Yeah. And she had this money box, you know, the big twenty. And did your parents make you sleep in separate rooms and shit yeah. like that? Yeah, that yeah. was the same. Yeah. yeah, that's and that was cool because yeah. that's that's how that's how our, both our families Indeed. were. Indeed. And that was very good. Um, but she had that money box, you know, the the metal tin ones yeah, with yeah. a twenty dollar note wrapped around. Yeah. It? yeah. And or a KB um, candy, my old man's. Yeah, yeah. not not Jen's. Um. <laughs> But I put the ring in there. Oh, in the money box? In the money box. And uh, we were saving to go on a holiday or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I can't be certain, and she probably doesn't even remember, but I'm pretty sure she thought that I was going to ask her to marry me when... On the on holiday? This, on this holiday. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I said to her one night, and I had a quick word to her dad, and her dad said, well, about bloody time. 
What did you say to him? Do you remember? Uh, I said, I think, and he goes, yep. <laughs> her, her father, her father. Uh, if we, if I need to know where she got her patients from, yeah. Jen's adopted. Yeah, Jen's living proof that you turn into the person you grow up with. Oh, really? So her father was very, he's very level-headed. Yeah, um, always proper. Yeah, and nothing seemed to phase him. He had a lot of medical issues himself. Yeah, and um, he actually unfortunately passed away six months before we got married. Oh, that's so. Sad. It did, but. Um, He's still a massive part of the way sh- we are, both of us, yeah. because we both got along so well with him. And so you asked him. Yeah, and he said, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's great, <laughs> of course. You know, why wouldn't we say yes? And that was fantastic. And um, so I said to her, Let's, we should open that money box. She goes, no, I don't want to. That's for our holiday. I said, no, come on. Let's open it. <laughs> She goes, no, no, no. And she open goes, the fucking money box. Yes, and that's how it ended up. And she goes, whatever. And she goes and gets a can opener because you needed one. Yeah, yeah. And she opened it and she... Tip the money out. She goes, you can count it. And right on the top is the ring. Landed on top. Look at and you she go. She looked at me. <laughs> and she goes, how long's that been there? Not, oh, look at that. It's fantastic. It was, how long's that been there? Since, since the day I bought it. Oh, um, I love it. So, yeah, that was. And then, um, yeah, so we were engaged for a little while. Um, and then her dad, unfortunately, we found out he was really crook. Yeah. Um, and it was like, do we bring the wedding forward or what do we do? But, he again, he was such a level-headed person. Did you ask him? Should you bring it forward? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I said, do you, you know, should we do it? And he said, no. He said, look, it is what it is. His wishes. And you know what? If we had brought it forward, we worked out when we could do it, and it would have been a week either side of when yeah. he actually passed away. So it's kind of like... Um, so you got to sort of deal with a bit of that and then yeah, look, celebrate your wedding. Yeah, exactly. And it was... Um, I don't know what you believe, but I think people know when it's time for him. Oh, without doubt. Um, and I know that he saw Jen, you know... Getting ready to get married. Yeah. His son, his eldest son, well not his eldest son, but one of his sons um, was with the um, first grandchild. Yeah. So he knew that was all happening and it was like he said, okay, the family's being looked after. Mama, I, I, I don't think I've ever told this story. My old man uh, passed away 18 years ago and my daughter, uh, Abigail, my, my mm-hmm. second daughter, um, was due in June and he was supposed to die in February and... June in July 28 he passed away because he waited for that so then I didn't have to fly back I was in the UK so I didn't have to fly back and do all this stuff and I I, I look at it and feel it now and just think fuck like he knew all that time and knew exactly what was happening and they actually and he was like I remember he, he spoke to her on the phone like she's four weeks old and um yeah you look at it now and it just sort of brings a tear to the eye it's uh it's one of those things that I don't believe in any of that. No, we don't. But fucking true. How can, how can you not believe in it when you say <laughs> I, that? I agree. And I hope Jen doesn't mind me sharing this because it's about her family. But um, 17 years to the day that her father passed away, her mother passed away. Wow. Right on the same date. Wow. And um, her mother was very sick and it was you know, a blessing that she passed. But um, Isn't that amazing on the same day? It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life is seeing someone die and it's also yeah. the best thing. Yeah. Because you could see that there was... Out of pain, out, out of, of that sort of stuff, that. yeah. And Jen said to her mum, it's okay, Dad's waiting for you. And um, Jen's mum waited till her, her son came in the room. Isn't that amazing? And then it was just, just an amazing moment and something that, um, you know, I feel very fortunate that I was able to share with Jen and... That brings you closer, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, uh, man, that's what true love is. That's what family is. That's what all that stuff is. And the fact that you can talk about it is, I think, an amazing thing. Yeah. Like, I couldn't talk about shit with my old man for years. And uh, I look back now and you actually start thinking about, well, what, like, oh, I did a, a survey for our newsletter. And um, Rach, who's my EA, she turned around and said, so, okay, five people dead or alive, who do you have at dinner? I said, my dad. Yep. Straight away. And she's gone, okay. And then, like, we put some other people in there. It was always the first answer. Like, yep. you would just love to sit there and have that conversation. And uh, I know your mum passed recently and... The fact is that that hits people in lots of different ways and um, the the fact that you can think of all the good stuff and all the memories and all that sort of stuff I think is really, really important and I think you have to grieve, you have to cry, you have to be who you are during that process. And well, she, My mum's why I'm here today sitting with you. 100%. Saved yeah. your life, didn't she? Yeah, she, hey. told, she told me to... Um, Pull your fucking head in. Yeah, I think that's a bit different way to put yeah, it. Yeah, she told me to do something for yourself for once and it was I literally went to the bank the next day and walked out. There you go. So, um, yeah. so you're at the bank for how many years? 28, less nine months in the middle. 
What did you do with nine months? Um, I Last nine months in the middle? Yeah, I quit. Okay. I quit once. Yeah. Um, Why? Because Jen's mum had just passed away. Okay. So you were in a bad... Yeah, uh, my mum was crook. You had to look after your family. And I wanted to look after mum. Yep. Yeah. Mum was crook and um, we set some goals for mum and one of them was for her to get back overseas. Yeah. And she achieved that and then... Basically, my old boss just got on the phone too many times, and I said, "Oh yeah, whatever, I'll come back." Just kept bringing you back. Yep, so I came yeah. back. So, um, but yeah, so twenty-eight years all up though. Twenty-eight years. Did they give you a gold pen or a gold watch? No. Give you a fuck all, didn't they? No, they did. Oh no, look, <laughs> they gave me a, a lifetime of friends. Um, they gave me. I've met some. I, I've modelled myself hopefully on some of the, the greatest people that um, were my leaders during that time. Yep. Uh, and I do exactly the opposite of some of the dickheads I worked with. It's amazing how you learn stuff, yeah. isn't it? Yep. What uh, were you having a robbery? Um, I walked in on one once. Literally yeah. walked in. I was meeting someone for lunch at yeah. another branch and walked in, and the person ran straight out past me. Oh, I can see where they didn't have the guns out or anything. No, they put them back in their pockets and run out by then. Really? Uh, ro- robberies? Do you ever worried about? Them? No, never, uh, never once. Either. The thing that um, worried me was they build a brand new branch. I remember it was at Gorican, of all places, which is on the central coast of New South Wales. And when I walked in, it was the first branch I ever walked in that had the screens that went... Yep. Oh, I love them. That scared the shit out of me. Because what it meant was, is someone going to come here and rob us? Like, we'd yep. been in branches that were open. Yep. Pretty much like they are now, though. It's yeah. like it's gone full circle. But we used to always, like, there was a um, silent alarm. Yep. They used to keep, be able to kick with your foot or tap with yep. your thing. And um, other than that, that was the only... Well, and they always said if someone robs you, give them all the money. Yeah, exactly. Because there it's was easy. no other way to do it, right? And I remember I got caught in the middle of a um, wasn't a robbery, but the guy was using a fake license. Yep. To oh, um yeah, to get to get something done, and I felt it, and I was really young, and I felt it at the time. I went, "This is wrong. I just have to photocopy it." And he's gone, "All oh, right." And yep. I've gone out and I've gone to the boss. This is fake, and he's gone, "Just photocopy it, give them back, take photos, push the alarm." And I'm sitting there going, fuck, the cops are going to come. Like, this yep. is scary shit. Anyway, um, long story short is that later on I get a phone call, like this is about six months later, saying that uh, I was the key witness in a massive drug ring oh, wow. because that guy was buying fake blocks of land and getting loans against that blocks of land and blah, blah, blah. I had no idea who the drug king was, right? It's kind of so, cool. I was, but the thing is I started to get phone calls. On my phone, um, with death threats, all this yeah. sort of shit, and I'm sitting. I was like, no one ain't, yeah. and I'm sitting there going, "Fuck!" Like, what's this? What am I going to do? I rock up at the courthouse, yeah, and the guy who gives me the death threats is sitting next to me, because he'd turned on the drug guy, and he oh, was now wow. on our side, and I'm sitting there going, "I can't sit there." The copper, and she goes, "Oh, you'll be right." How have you not done a podcast about this? Oh, mate, it was it's inside. Awesome. I just remember this story, right? And then, so what happened? I've walked in, and the guy goes, "Do you know that fellow? I've never seen him before in my life." Because I hadn't. I'd yep. seen the other guy. And he goes, is this your signature? No, it's my initials because I like my initials. Yeah, um, and is this the thing you saw? And they went through it. Yes, yes, yes. Ends up putting the guy away for 30 years because of the testimony oh, yeah. that I linked that guy with that guy. Nothing to do with me. But the whole thing is, we um, when me and a, a mate of mine, we used to draw smiley faces on everything, which is one thing we did. And we drew a massive one in paint on our driveway, on our on the main street and on our garbage bin. And we wrote Harry because it was always Harry yep. Smiley. And I got this call saying, who the fuck's Harry? And it was like, oh, scariest part of my life. And the funny thing was that then when I sat down next to the guy, he's trying to talk to me and chat. He had no idea who I was. He'd never seen me other than in the bank that day. And I went there and went, yeah, nah, that's not for me. I'm not doing that shit anymore. So I got put on the relief team for any of the robberies. Yep. So every time there was a robbery, they pulled us out of the branches and we went and replaced the people. So we were never in a robbery. But we used to rock afterwards. up afterwards to then run the branches normal. Yep. And that's it was where not I, easy though, was it? Oh, man, it was bizarre. And I was late one day and you had to sit in um, whatever seat was available. And I sat in the business development manager's seat. I was 19 years old. But because the way relief staff work, whatever your last position was, was your now your position. So I became a self-appointed business <laughs> development manager, youngest bank manager in Australia. There we go. Now look 19 at years old. Look, look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny stories like you get from all these bankers. The, yeah. Some of the shit that they see and some of the shit well, people do. And I remember um, one of my wife's best mate's dad come with a hundred grand in a in a briefcase. He saw I was behind the counter and was going, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then he's gone, obviously we're in the bank, you can't mention it. Mate, mate, pff, nothing. Who cares, nothing. Yeah. Every time I went to his house, he filled me full of piss, I can tell you that, because I knew shit that he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple of things like that too. Like I was involved in internal fraud. 
Oh, really? Um, that I found. Oh, uh, no. which was which was pretty difficult to for me. It was very difficult to handle. Um, and also, um, do you remember the postcard bandit? Yeah, I remember that. Right, so I'm working at Broadbeach down yeah. there. And um, I used to wander around to the bookshop every lunchtime. And there's this book written by, um, what's his name? Brendan Abbott. Yep. And it was in there. So I opened it up. And I used to, what I used to do is I used to open up to any page in the book and just read a paragraph. And there was this, the paragraph was, I went to the Broadbeach NAB and I was, no. I was going to rob it. But there were too many people inside the inside the branch. So I went to Commonwealth Bank instead, and I was like, oh. "Holy <laughs> shit, balls! <laughs> You're in the bank!" Yeah, Holy I love mind. that. So yeah, that was um, things like that is pretty cool. But um, yeah, all the different stuff that happened. And Springwood, you know yeah. where Springwood is. I went yeah, to Springwood yeah. branch once as a relieving person one day. Walked in there, and this little manager, he was hilarious. And he said to me, he goes, do you want to see where the bullet hole is? I said, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, Brendan Abbott, the only place he ever shot was here. And they went and moved one of those term deposit, you know, 2.5% yeah, yeah. term deposit, moved the sign, there was a bullet hole behind it. And they'd never fixed it. was the it. only place he shot the bullet. Yeah, and it was by accident. Apparently it said, I'm sorry, but, you know. <laughs> he apologised. We joke about it and it's okay and that's because I guess I've never been in it. Yeah. But then when I was at Wynnum, Brendan Abbott has escaped. And one of the ladies who was in one of his robberies oh. was off sick for three weeks because of it. So um, whilst I can say I'm really lucky I never had it. Well, yeah, we, as I say, we can laugh about it. It's really serious, man. It is though. real serious. And, you know, poor old, um, poor old Carol, that she was a great lady and she it just affected her that badly that she never But you can understand why. Yeah. I, I remember I seeing some scary dudes walk in and you sit there going, fuck, is this it? Is this it? Yeah. It was like, it was a bit, bit sort of butt-clenching one day. So at Broadbeach, I, I was the kind of branch manager that I, I wanted the branch open five minutes before yep. it was supposed to be and I was happy to be open five minutes after it was supposed Course. to be. Because um, it was all about looking after your customers and I remember I let one person in one, late one day and the staff just went ape shit at me. They were very unhappy. Um, and they said, um, I said, what have you done? They said, that guy's got a gun. And he was a known, I can't remember the guy's name, but he, he ended up in jail. He murdered a guy on the Gold Coast. Jesus. And they said, he's got a gun. We know he's got a gun. We don't want him in here now. And, uh, yeah, so. Scary stuff. I started to be a little bit more careful on who I let in after, <laughs> after hours. <laughs> so, during all this time, you then got married to Jen. Yep. Where'd you get married? Um, early Street Retirement. Oh, no, early street retirement. Retirement village. That's early, where you're going that's, next. That's where I know people that live. Um, early street historical village, which is in um, Brisbane. Yep. It's since been knocked down, but it's a beautiful little historical village. That had Great day. Beautiful. Do you day. remember it? Yeah. I love the fact yeah. that you do because most people don't. Oh, I remember every single thing. I, yeah. I forgot the flowers for our lapels. Well done. And I remember saying to mum, "Mum, will she notice?" <laughs> And my dad, I think, looked at me and he said, no, nah, she's only been planning this since she was 12. I'm <laughs> sure she'll miss that little fact. So when dad, did she notice? Halfway down the aisle? No, she didn't notice. Well, she no, because no, I got them. Yeah. Um, dad flew home where they were. They were in the fridge. <laughs> and dad flew home, brought them back. And it wasn't until, you know, you know those people that used to actually use a camera? And yeah, yeah. Real photos and yep. you just have to get them developed. You didn't yeah. see them straight away. So when we got our photos, it took her about 15 minutes. She looked and she goes, why aren't there any flowers in the first... <laughs> first 16 photos. Yeah, Love that. So anyway, and it rained, and we had a celebrant who was just a Nazi. He was running down the aisle, because it was an outdoor wedding, and he was yep. running down telling the people of the last wedding, get out, get out, I've got a wedding to, to do. Oh, there you go. He was weird, but anyway. Kind <laughs> so of sums us our, up. Our, um, our minister had dirty shoes. So <laughs> we looked at, you look down, he's got these filthy dirty Why shoes. Why were you looking down? I have no idea. I he looked at his be. shoes, I've gone to her, look at his shoes. Yeah. And she's looking at Point that out. <laughs> unseen can't be unseen. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So recently, yep. I'm going to say six months ago, yep. I was standing in a card shop on the Gold Coast with my two sons. Maybe nine months ago, maybe a year ago. ago. 12 months ago. There you go. It yeah. was 12 months ago. It was. I was standing in a card shop and this bloke walks in and gives my sons a folder of NRL cards. Yep. And I was just starting to chat to this bloke and found out that bloke was you. And it's from weird, that. Isn't it? It made just the way these things happen, right? And then I found out you'd been a collector for years. You've been a card collector. You collect all these other really random shit. Um, you love your sport. And I'm sitting there going, fuck, this guy sounds a lot like me. Used to work in a bank. Used to, And I'm sitting there going, Well, this stage wow. I still worked in a bank. Oh, you did too? Yeah. It was before you left the because, bank. Because it's hilarious. From Yeah, because it was Jen made me bring those cards down here. Did she? Yeah, she said to me, she goes, bloody hell, get them out of there. What are they here for? And I went, oh, I actually don't know. So <laughs> I, I said, I'll take them down to the local car shop. Surely there's someone there that will um, be able to give them. it to the, the kids. And yep. it, it was your boys. And I, n I never forget them because they were 
they were looking in, Dad, look, this guy used to play for South. Because yeah. they were pretty <laughs> old cards. Um, but yeah, and it was funny because it was only three days later that I spoke to James and Reese or Pugs and Stash, um, who had been on my case to talk to me about a project. Yeah. And um, and that project was with me. Yeah. And then they, they mentioned it. And they, I said, oh, I said, I was in the Rip and Collect era. And you must have mentioned something to them. I did. Who was this bloke? Yep. And then they've while they were sitting with me, on the day I quit the bank, they've they've put two and two together and go, hang on, we're we're all talking about the same person. <laughs> so yeah, then I came down and yeah, here we are. And out. then it started. Yeah. And yeah. since then, it's been a really interesting ride. Yeah, it's been great. It's awesome. So you got given the opportunity to do something you love in a career you love, and then you and Chris, who works with me, yep, became really good buddies. Yep. And then I got dragged along, and then we all became really good buddies. Then we yeah. all became business partners. Then we all became he works for me, and then the him, and then, and then it just went round and round. Doesn't, it doesn't make sense, does it? it? Doesn't make any sense if but you're trying to explain perfectly. it, to people. but it does work perfectly. And the fact that we have this really, really stupid thing that anyone that buys a t-shirt of any weird kind buys the others a t-shirt. Yep. And my wife hates it because I got so many fucking t-shirts. Cracks me up. Yep, me too. So the thing is, it's um since then we've all gone through a lot. And obviously your mum passed. Um, your dad's tried to rebuild a card yep. shop for us and uh, he yells at you, which I think yeah, is quite funny. And um, the fact that you love your footy, yep. the, the, where you're going tomorrow night to the footy. 100%. Bring on the lions. <laughs> and the fact that you've had some health problems as well. Yeah. But you're getting through them. Yep. And I have. I'm getting through them. Yep. Uh, Chris is just a grumpy bastard. But He'll have sa- health problems. He will have health problems unless we uh, yeah. look after yeah. him. But at the same time, as I said at the start of this podcast, some people come into your life for a reason, some come in for a season. And, mate, you've come into my life for a reason and that reason is to make me a better human being and I really, really appreciate that. You help me and at the same time we all help each other and I think it's funny today we celebrated the uh, one-year anniversary of, of one of our companies and... We all watched stuff on the screen. It was hilarious. And you've done an audio thing and everyone's just become together. And we're now this really, really dysfunctional family. And I find that to me is more important than anything else in this world. And that brings me to the last part of this podcast. What I need to do is ask you some quick fire questions. Go for it. Are you ready? Yep. Are you pumped? Awesome. 100% I am. Quick fire. Favourite food? Um, Yeah, favourite food. um, Yeah, that. Barbecue. Personal or people who have influenced your life? Mostly. Um, my grandfather. Your grandfather? Yeah. My grandparents. About your grandparents. Sorry, my grandparents. How? Um, actually, it's actually my grandmother more. She just 100% trusted me and supported me with everything. Love that. Favourite song? Favourite song, um, a, ga- a Crazy Game of Poker. By? Um, O-A-R. Is the okay. Is we'll O-A-R stands for of a, rev- of a Revolution. Favourite place in the world? Um, anywhere where there's a tree. What's next for Rob of the Hove? Um, whatever I want it to be. Oh, fuck, I love that answer. Yeah. Mate, well, as far as I'm concerned, I appreciate you as a human, as a friend. As far as I'm concerned, you're an awesome human. Thank you so much. Right back at you, Brett. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thank you.